For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Oh, we in the tournament. There it is. There it is. Kudos. Kudos. There it is. There. You mentioned something about Kyle a couple weeks ago. I wasn't quite ready and willing to go there yet, but uh, I, I will oblige. We'll, we'll get into oh, that. Okay. Okay. Didn't somebody tell you 10 and 7 was good enough and 9 and 8 wouldn't be? Yeah. Well, I've been saying that too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it took you a while, but you jumped on it. <laughs> Well, not not necessarily. It wasn't necessarily the ten. It was if they could get to ten. But that's a whole other. Like, well, I, I get another year. Ten and I, well, that's ten. Ten and seven. Hey, you know what? Tell the people what show they're on. This is the Believe in Forty Nineers <laughs> podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Niners are playoff bound after that big win over the Rams. We'll break that one down. Uh, Kyle Shanahan still gladly living rent-free in Sean McVay's head. So we'll talk about all that as well. We got some game balls to hand out uh, for you as well. But before that, we want to encourage you uh, to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well. We're also available on YouTube, so you can go ahead and, and do that. Um, we got, got some tweets last week about uh, ED's wa- wa- wife walked in and, and how, he, how he just gave me the Heisman. I ain't even mad at you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'll put it in but, too. But the, the beauty of it is, if you're on YouTube, you got to actually see that. You know what I mean? Like in, in, instead of you know just 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 hearing it, you know, audibly. So we we got all that as well. Uh, feel free to get involved in the conversation. Go ahead, tweet us. I'm at our Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four underscores, as in. Not going to go there quite yet. But anyway, uh, <laughs> as always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. You would think that I would know this ad by now, but I, I mean, basically, uh-huh. I do, right? I mean, look, yeah, you're Bet Online, right? I mean, whatever you want, they got, right? I mean, it's 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 football season. You still got football playoffs still going on right now. You got the NHL, you got the NBA, college mm-hmm. hoops, which I know you love so much, ED, uh, yeah. all of that, and your favorite Vegas casino game. So go ahead, head over to the fine folks at Bet Online. Online. They got you covered with whatever it is that you need. Bet online. Uh, they're number one. So go ahead, hit them up. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, we got game balls, ED. Game uh-huh. balls to hand out. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Offensively, Jimmy Garoppolo. Defensively, uh, Ambry Thomas. I'm done. On to mm. you. Okay. Uh, I am going to go. I just got one game ball. I'm not. I'm not gonna go offense defense. Uh, I'm gonna go Jawan Jennings. 
Uh, he stepped up. He made some huge plays. We've been saying, yes, he did. if you listen to the Believe in 49ers podcast, like if you are OG of this pod, like way before we even went to video, before we even went to YouTube, you heard T. Martin, uh, another one of Mobile's finest, uh, come on, on this very pod and, and tell you as you guys wax poetically about Alabama, this, that, and the other, um, mm -hmm. that, uh, that Juwan Jennings, is it can be a player, right? Even though they took him in in the seventh round, he's a guy that that he had high hopes in and thought that he could actually play. Yeah, and look, these last I don't know three four weeks or so, he he started to he he's starting to show, and 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 he made some huge plays. Uh, on, yes, on, he did. on Sunday. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That, that's and, my and game I'm, ball. I'm I'm going to do okay. Jamal, okay. Yeah, Jamal, I, you know what? I, oh, I I went Jimmy and Ambry because they had some rough days and did they had some rough mistakes along the way but they did what a player has to do make the one that counts because that you know there are a whole lot of plays and people can say well this play didn't do it or that play didn't do it but there comes a point to where you have to make that play because it is the play and they made the plays that they had to make to get the w when it mattered most so that that's that's the only reason why i'm going that route and now let's move on let's move on Oh, that went over the Rams. Uh, so sticking with that, right? Okay. Well, one more thing. We, we do have to talk about Sean McVay running on the field. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> sticking with that. So Sean McVay was running all over the field. Jimmy G couldn't hold on to the football. Mm -mm. Couldn't grip it. Couldn't throw it. Couldn't do nothing. Offense couldn't do a thing in that first half. Um, But look, I, I'm, I'm here for this, right? It's amazing. The text the tweets that first half about one Jimmy G, um, just a lot of noise, a lot of noise. You think you got a lot of noise. Guess what? I was the guy that said 75% of Jimmy stardom, right? So, you know, I was like 75, 85 started. I, I said it way before because I wasn't going to be that revisionist historian, <laughs> you know, because it's so easy after the fact to say, yeah, I did. That's what you should have done. So, you know, everybody was coming at me, you know, like Jimmy's this, Jimmy that. And I and what I wanted to put out in that first half, and I said it, yeah, Jimmy, Dragon, you should. He's playing poorly. But guess what? The entire team, entire coaching team. staff included, everybody, they were getting their asses handed to them. Yes. They had, they forgot it was a football game. They were, they, they were not ready for the moment. And then halftime came. But the first half, it wasn't just Jimmy. Was defense, defense was bad. Special teams were bad. Coaching was bad. Everything was bad the first half. They they were literally getting their butts handed to him. And then. I'm here to give Jimmy his flowers. Because nobody ever wants to give Jimmy his flowers. It's amazing that the tweets and, and the texts and stuff, like, it all got silent after that game was over, right? Like, look, he played poorly. The whole team played poorly that first half. He came back. He made some huge, huge plays. That two-minute drive, which really was a one-minute drive in order to get the thing in overtime, and then mm -hmm. that that seven-minute drive he led, it, it didn't get into the end zone, but still put up three points, uh, which ended up being enough in overtime. I mean, look, at a certain point, you got to you gotta applaud a guy if, he, if he's doing a good job. And yeah. – Look, he battled through some adversity in that one. Things were not looking good for him or the entire team, but he battled. And and he showed a little bit of that 
um, what would you call it earlier this season, Ed? In, in that spite of. that in, in spite, spite of. of spirit, yeah. right? I, I saw that in Jimmy. He kept battling. He showed his toughness. He showed his grit, and he made some plays. And look, granted, a lot of it was was due to everybody playing better, right? The defense played better. The running game was better. Uh, that allowed Jimmy to be better. But he, when he needed to make some throws, he made some throws. Um, so I'm I'm here to give Jimmy his flowers for that because he did that. Uh, Niners don't win this game. You gave him your game ball, right? They, they don't win yes. this game without yeah. him, right? They, they they don't win this game without him. And and all the people that really don't like Jimmy, you have that right. I have no problem with with you doing it. Someone, I just got a tweet a little while ago, and someone was like, "What do you what do you think about what Chris Carter said about Jimmy not being tough?" And I was like, "Toughness? That's that's an opinion based comment." Um, Chris has the right to his opinion and make a statement on his belief of Jimmy's toughness. I don't have a problem with that. I disagree, but I don't have a problem with Chris saying that's how he feels. Everyone who doesn't like Jimmy, I get it. That's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to. But this is the thing that you got to understand. And this is what you and I have been going back and forth of and discussing. This is one of the, this has been one of the themes of this entire season. Who's the better quarterback to help you win today? Not who is potentially. Potential means you ain't done it yet. Yeah. Who yeah. is the best quarterback? And I keep saying I'm going to ride with who Kyle picks. Guess who he decided is the best quarterback right now? Jimmy. He decided 10 was. Yeah. He decided 10 is the best quarterback. So all of you guys who don't like what's going on, understand Trey's not ready He's simply not ready to play because that game had to be won. The first half looked like bad high school football (laughs) and they still didn't make a change at the quarterback position because 10 gives the 49ers. Listen, people, 10 gives the 49ers a chance to win today. Doesn't mean he's going to win every game. Doesn't mean he's going to win the Super Bowl. Didn't mean he was going to win. Didn't mean he was going to win on Sunday. But it means that he gives them the best opportunity to do so. And you got to ride with that if you're a 49ers fan. You got you got to. I mean, why not? And and if he, if you didn't, if you couldn't see toughness in that, if you couldn't see grit in that performance on Sunday, you know me. That's a you, you know problem. That. You know, you, know, you know, I don't care about that toughness and grit and all that stuff. All of that's overrated. You, dude, it's it's a given that you're fearless if you get out there on that field. You can't be timid out there on the field. So they're like I said, that's subjective and there are degrees of it, and there are different levels of pain tolerance that guys have, and that has nothing to do with them. You no, it, it has nothing to do with you. Some some things are nature, some things are nurture. I believe that that pain tolerance is a nature thing. I had an extremely high um, pain tolerance level. I could deal with torn things and broken things and all of this stuff and continue to play. I could, I could, it had nothing to do with me. I was born that way. I didn't teach myself how to deal with a, a broken bone. I just could. I was born that way. So that whole toughness thing, that, that's neither here or there. You know what I always say. If you're on the field, can you do the job? Do I see little Summer over there? Yes, yeah, she is. There she, she is. 
I just, I just, I was like, all of a sudden, my, I see it, I see an afro. (laughs) (laughs) But I, that, that's, that's, do you, can you get the job done? And I want the guys on the field that can get the job done. That's what happened. Now, on to the Cowboys, but we, we, we're still talking about this. We're still talking about this, but that's, that was the thing. So all that hate, come on, the, the coaching staff, the quarterback coach, the head coach, Everybody involved was saying that this dude gives us the best chance of winning. And I, bro, <laughs> and then, then I'm going to let you take over. I had someone text me and say that, or tweet or something. I, I can't even remember which one it was because I've been getting so many of both saying that, you know, going into that game, that Jimmy Garoppolo is the reason. Jimmy Garoppolo is the reason that they are even in a must win type game. He's the reason that they have the seven losses and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. I said, so, I said, so Jimmy, I said, he's responsible for even the loss that Trey got when he was starting. I was like, he was, I said, he's responsible for all the defensive mistakes that have caused games. He's responsible. Don't forget I, I said, Green Bay thought, on that Sunday night. Don't forget. I said, I, and I told him, I said, I'm fine with you not liking him. But I'm like, but you, I said, you can't say he's responsible for every loss. I said, he didn't even play in one of the losses. So how can he be responsible? <laughs> but, it's but his fault how, he wasn't out there. <laughs> that's how much, exactly. That's how much people hate Jimmy. <laughs> people hate Jimmy. Like my, one of my most texted comments is you hate Jimmy. Like just to. Just read because there's always something when someone is saying this, that, or other. Look at it. Did you see that throw? Oh my gosh, this, that, or the other. I'm like, you hate Jimmy, right? Like, and you know, and, I, and bro, and I'm always getting, and, and it's so funny. People are always, and you know me, you, you know that this is a true statement right now. I don't care who plays. I don't care. I don't care who plays at any position or starts at any position. As, whoever the coaches go with, that's who I ride with. But I get all the time, oh, you just love Jimmy. You just this, you just that. No, I don't scout with my heart. <laughs> I use my head. That part. And, I, and I've been around this game long enough to know that a less talented veteran can outplay a talented rookie. You, you learn that. And that's what, that's what young players have to learn because you go like, oh, I was all American in high school. I was a five star. I was all American in college. And then you get, you get to the pros at first and you're like, how, how is this dude who wasn't all, he wasn't all neighborhood. He didn't make, <laughs> forget all city. He wasn't even, he wasn't even the best dude. And like, like I'd never heard of him. Wasn't even the best dude how, on the block. Like, how, how, how was he, he handing me my tail right now? <laughs> it is because he's a pro. He's a veteran. He's a he's a professional. He that that's his livelihood, and they and it's different, and that's that's where we are right now. So, um, good win, very good win. Kyle Shanahan, um, say what you want to say about Kyle. I told you if he got this one, and there were there were times where I was like, okay, this is not good. This is not a good football team. And when they weren't playing good football, it is what it is. And I called it what it was. You start playing good football, like, okay, you're playing good football. And as they continue to play good football, it's like, this is, will be a very good coaching job for Kyle with all the dysfunction, some, some self-induced, but with all the dysfunction for you to get this team into the playoffs, that's a very good job this season. 
Yeah, and I mean, we were talking about this way back in December, like not December of 2021, but December 2020, like on the pod after the pod, like 2021 is going to be on Kyle, right? Yes. Like this was yes. before Trey, this was before any of that. Like we were saying yes. this is going to be on Kyle. And and for a large majority of the pods this season, we talked about that, you know, we, we brought that to the pod here in the sense that look i mean this is this is on kyle and you said something a couple weeks ago and i wasn't quite ready to go there yet just in terms of you know this being a good coaching job by kyle this that and the other because i, I was like you got to get in first like that was that was my whole thing right because if if you don't get in then it, it, it doesn't mean nothing um but I, i'm gonna give him his flowers too because i mean look i mean he he did that um that it it, it may go it may go uh, it may have went unnoticed um and it's really struck me. I was at the game on Sunday and it really struck me. But towards the end of that first half, just, you know, a lot of teams would have been, you know, down 17 nothing. They'd have been just intent on, all right, let's just run this clock out. Let's get in the locker room. Let's make some adjustments, this, that, and the other. He pressed it. He stepped on the gas. And that led to three at the end of the first half, which started the entire, the entire comeback. And so, um, Look, I, I mean, I, I got to give him his flowers. He got the team into the postseason. There was yeah. some dysfunction. We talked about there not being a plan. There's a notion out there that the fact that would look to us like there not being a plan maybe was the plan all along in the sense of you getting Trey some reps and you stay in the race and then you, you got Jimmy as well and, and then you get there. I, I, I won't go that far as to say that, but I will give him credit for the job he was able to do and the turnaround this team was able to make because it looked bleak um, earlier yeah, this bro. season. Yeah, well, and you know something now? It, hindsight, because now, you know, like I always say, the revisionist history and things, you can always do something. But hindsight does give you, now that we're to this point, we're getting ready to start the season that matters. To this point, you look at some of the things that happened throughout this season, um, and they had seven losses. The, the, the two losses that are just unexcusable are to the Seattle Seahawks. That, the Seattle Seahawks weren't a good team when you played them. And they never turned into a good team. They're, they didn't have flashes. They didn't do anything. It, this was not their season. This was not a good season for Seattle. You shouldn't have lost those games. You should not have lost to the um, Arizona Cardinals with Colt McCoy. You, you just that just never should have happened. Uh, that th those three right there, those are bad losses, and those you gotta you gotta answer to. But now. I would okay. even throw the Green Bay game in there too. Um, um, okay, you could say that, but who's the number one seed? And I'll, who's the number I'll, one seed? I'll, I'll give I'll give you that. So, so hold on. So see, so that's what I'm saying. So now when you start looking at okay, good football teams, because you remember I said losing to bad football teams, that that you can't yeah. do that because it affects you big time. But Green Bay is the number one seed. Tennessee, as much as we were like, oh, they were on a bad swing and you got a shot, and we both were like, they got a shot, they got a shot. But Tennessee's the number one seed in the AFC. That's a good football team. You lost to the Colts. They're in the playoffs, right? No. No, they're not? No. Okay. They, they tricked I, I, it against the Jaguars. Oh, they sure did. They sure did. They sure did. I thought, you know what, I forgot about that one. Okay, that's a bad loss because they didn't make it. They should have made it, though. And um, Philly. So you start to look, you know what I'm saying? So you start to look at those teams and you're like, okay, wait a minute. Those, those, and, and we, we called that a good win at the time against Philly. We, we, we called that a good win at the time. Yeah. So you start, you start looking at everything and, and, and 
there are some there are some moments in the season that aren't as bad as they seem at the time because it was compounding by the fact that you were losing week after week after week. And I told you before, you lose two games, dude, it gets tied around an organization. I mean, because, you know, by the time you play a game, it's been almost three weeks since you've won a football game. By the time you hit the field for that third one, you lose three in a row. It's a month of losing. People are miserable. And, you know, and they had stretches like that. So it looks really bad. And all you're doing is talking about bad. So I think things things aren't as bad as we thought. Um, when we look back on this, when this season is over, we're going to see that Kyle, I'm already saying, I thought that was a good coaching job for dealing with all the craziness and trying to figure out what to do on the run. It's obvious that he figured out Jimmy is my quarterback. That's obvious. If anybody didn't believe it, down 17 to nothing in a must-win game, he didn't after, after, after having a full week of your new guy, he had a full week, and that new guy started a game that they had to win and won that game. And then came into the following week, taking a bunch of reps and preparing to play because your starter may not be able to play because of the thumb. You had to believe he was as well as he possibly could have been prepared, well prepared as he possibly could have been to play in this game. That's Trey. I mean, and he didn't pull the trigger. So that's his quarterback. So that's so that part of it, he figured out and he's riding with it. And the second half of this season, Showed the proof. They won what eight games? That that shows the proof. And defensively, we're gonna talk about. We'll we'll get into that down, down the road when it, the time comes. The, the job that um, D'Amico's done. D'Amico, yeah, because he he pieced together a pretty good defense. He did. He he, he pieced together pretty good defense. I don't know if he's really getting the love he deserves um, for the job that this team has done as a complete unit. I mean, you just look at the run defense right because i mean Mm -hmm. remember earlier this season everybody was running against this team right and you look what happened sunday and this has been a pattern in the last few weeks or so like um rams never got their running game going at all oh well the rams are tough the rams are tough we so but but, i mean we've seen like we've seen over the course of the last couple last few weeks or so like teams being unable to run against this 49ers team right like which yeah, is a complete yeah. 180 yeah. from what it was earlier this season um yes. and well the one thing the one thing that you have to give the night if, if you overlook this playing the Niners you're going to get your nose bloody they are tough they are physical they, they play they play they really do play their best when they play bully ball they play ugly football and the and the thing about them is that they're so tough that they can make their opponents play ugly football that's how they win. This is not, you have some seasons where it is beautiful offense and, and things are going to happen. And yeah, you can still have good defense and all this stuff, but it's just the way you, it's a different type way you win games. Our, our 94 defense was a very physical, tough defense. Um, that offense was a tough defense, but that's not the way we won games. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't have to bloody people's nose. We, we would just beat them, you know, we, we would just beat them on the edges and just, you know, just get them that way. We could. When we had to ball up our fist and show you, okay, we could. But we didn't need to make it a, an ugly game. The, the 2001 Ravens, they had to make it an ugly football yeah. game. Yeah. And that's how, that's how they did it. Kansas City a few years ago, it wasn't ugly football. 
It was, yeah, it was poetic. You know what I mean? Poetry. So yeah. there, there are certain ways that the Giants have always played ugly football and got teams to play ugly football to win their championships. That's what the Niners are right now. And that's what the Rams, the, the Rams aren't tough. <laughs> they are they are talented. They are extremely they're talented. Very talented. They're very talented. But they are not. They're, but they're not. And it's it's not. And now I say that I'm not talking about individual players. Their team is not built for body blows. You got fast pass rushers. You know what I'm saying. You got a. Your offense is designed to trick and misdirection and spacing. And it's, it's a fast break offense. It's not designed to sit here and say I'm going to show my muscle. So you'll have a problem when you play a team. Like the, the Rams are going to have problems in the playoff period uh, because that's what you run into in the playoffs. Teams are just going to say, whatever you don't like, that's what I'm going to give you. The Niners can survive because of what they did. If they show up playing bully ball right there, then there we go. You just have to survive the few plays that Jimmy's going to make. He made him this game. <laughs> Every single game, good Jimmy and bad Jimmy showing up. We've always seen that. So that's why, you know, after Tennessee and you were like, oh, it's the thumb and it's this and it's that. And, I, and what did I say then? I haven't changed. I said then. What did I say? I said, Jimmy does that every game. He's always done that. He's all, you were like, there are a couple of throws. I was like, he always has a couple of throws. Yeah, no, I, I, that's that. I think both can be true. What, what, what both? That good Jimmy, bad Jimmy is going to show up, but. Yes, every game. And then yeah, the question yeah, is, I, which, I think which that, one but also, I think that you know, like him being impacted. I, I think that that's a that I think that's a fair. I think that's fair. I, I think I, both can be. Yeah, fair. I mean, I mean, yes. You, of course, you can have an injury that's going to change things. But what I'm saying is that still, like I said, number one, hurt, not injured. You, you, you. If you're on the field, I don't. You, you can't be injured and play. Can't play with an injury. You can play hurt, but you can't play with an injury. Yeah. So yeah. So if you you're not injured to the point you can't play, then you, then it hurts. Now you got to, now it's pain management and tolerance. Um, but, and you out there, you got to do the job, but Jimmy, we know just like the Jalen Ramsey interception, number one, great, great pick. Great. Yeah. I mean, to great finish play. that play, that's, that's a great play by a great player. Um, that was a, that was um, a less than stellar throw. That was a okay. less than stellar throw, but I, I also didn't agree with the play call. Um, Cause you had three in your back pocket. I I I thought, I thought you I I thought you stick to the ground game there. I didn't really. Well, I, three, I didn't well, love, well, I didn't well, love see, that call. See, I disagree with you because when you have three in your back pocket, I think you should attack the attack the end zone. You already have three. Why leave the other seven on the other four on the field? Attack the end zone. <laughs> because now, you got good Jimmy and bad Jimmy. Yeah, well, but but still, but but you can't you can't <laughs> play you cannot play football worrying about if this is a mistake. If if you are afraid to make a mistake, you'll never make a play. That's just that's just the law of football. You can't play the game worried about making a mistake, nor can you call the game worried about making a mistake. If you can't, which is why I said Jimmy gave Kyle more options than Trey because it's like, okay, I can call what I want to call. Now, if you, you got the confidence to call it, it's on him, it's on the player to execute it. Yeah, but that but that play. Like you, you, you were in control of the game at that point, mm -hmm. right? And that uh -huh. single-handedly could have ended your season, right? That that uh -huh. was the only sign of life that the Rams showed in that 
in that half, and then they end up going down and scoring seven as a result think of it. Like what, that, that play call almost puts you to bed. Now think about what you just said. So again, that's that's that, that's that revisionist history. That play call could have put you to bed. So could every other play call. I mean, that's what I was thinking at the time. I was like, they just lost the game. No, but no, but you know, no, the game was tied. The game yeah, was tied. I thought that play had lost the game for them. But 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 see, that's but that's what I'm saying. You can't play the game that way. You gotta go. I, I like the fact that Kyle was trying to get the other four points. He's like, I'm trying, as opposed to saying I'm trying not to lose the game. He's calling the play trying to win the game. Now, Jimmy threw a bad ball. That that Jimmy threw a bad ball. I don't think I don't have a problem with Kyle. And everybody was like, why would he throw that ball and why would he do this and in the coverage and all this stuff? I mean, at, at what other point do you get upset with him trying to get the ball to kill him? He just threw a bad ball. It was a, it was a bad it was a bad throw. It, he threw, he threw a, a bad ball. And bad anything ball. And, and now and then on top of that, everyone was like, Jimmy lost the game and Jimmy did this. Like, wait a minute, Jimmy didn't give up a ninety yard drive, <laughs> or whatever it was. Jimmy doesn't play defense. The defense the defense has to do that. And, and, and this is one that kills me. People listen to this, okay? Because somebody, I didn't want to respond to this on Twitter. Listen to this. The whole, well, it's Jimmy's fault that and that the defense gave it up because they're not driving the ball and he's not doing enough. So the defense is tired. And if and if the offense can't get anything going, the defense is tired. And that's why the defense gives up plays. And and don't you think it's true? Don't you well, don't you think it's true that the defense can't do anything because the offense isn't doing anything and they get tired. Now, people, listen to this. This is what I want to explain to you. Stop with that nonsense. Okay. Because if no one has ever said when a def- when a, when an offense goes out and scores on a bomb on second down after the kickoff, no one says the defense is out there too soon, right? Like, like they they need they, they shouldn't have scored so quickly because the defense I, is going I've to be heard tired. that before. I've heard no, that no, before. no, no, hold up, hold up. That that you talking about like at the end of a game when the game is going out of play, or or or, or if, if they're saying I mean, dur- like they, that, but then also like during like during if the, the other the, offense is scoring, if the other offense is scoring, yeah. and they were like, well, the defense they score too fast and they need to let these guys rest or whatever like that. No, 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 no. Well, I'm, let me explain something to you. But, but let me just say this. Um, guess guess what happens when I'm on defense? If my offense goes three and out, guess what I get the chance to do defensively? I get to stop them. I can go three and out. It is not the offense's fault that I'm not doing my job defensively. Just because my offense doesn't score doesn't mean I have to let the other team score. Just because my offense can't sustain a drive doesn't mean I got to let the offense score drive on me. And then the other thing, they're like, oh, my God, these guys are getting tired. They're so tired. Guess guess who guess who's out there the same amount of plays I'm out there, the freaking offense. <laughs> so well the D linemen they're tired. They're t- well the offensive linemen are the guys blocking them. They're not coming off the field. Right, let me let me play de- devil's advocate here. Right? Okay, you do that. So <laughs> with w- with that analogy you just you just mentioned, I'm I'm gonna take it to basketball, right? Like so when you're tired. No one gets tired offensively, right? Because they think they can score, right? Like I'm not, I'm not tired. Like I'm, like Melo's not tired offensively because he he 
he knows he's going he's going to get buckets. But on the defense, you know what? It's but, rest, yeah, but, right? but let me just say this though: is, it, is that similar or no? No, no. If apples and oranges, because basketball, everyone's out there, and you got to decide when you're going to rest and when you're not. Defensively, offensively, we're on the field at the same time. We have our breaks at the same time in between plays. We have our action at the same time during plays, right? So it's it's not it's not like there's a takeoff period for anyone. So it's different in football. So my thing is, I am conditioned to do my job. I have to do my job. Offensively, they have to do their job. And the most important aspect of all of that, what my offense does has absolutely no bearing on me. If my offense scores 50 points or if they score five points, I still have an opportunity to get off the field. Now, what it may do, those 50 points or five points, it may dictate based on game plan and situations what that what the opposing offense is going to try to do against me but i have a chance every single snap to win and all i got to do is win three in a row i can get off the field anytime i want win three plays in a row so that's so that whole it's on it's on the quarterback and 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 the defense is having a bad day because of them like no there are times where we've said they need to give them some help because the defense has doing they've done exactly what i said they're going three and out and the defense remember early in the year and the defense was going three and out and we're like you got to help them out somewhere we need the offense to get do something they're giving you short fields they're giving you turnovers that's what you get to do defensively you don't it, it has what dude, it has nothing i used to literally walk into the huddle after a turnover and we would all be in there and we'd be like that ain't got nothing to do with us nothing Lock in. Let's go. I, I think I hear what you're saying, but but also think that you played on one of the game's greatest defenses. So I think just well, y'all yeah, had just I, a different. I think y'all just had just a I different did mindset. This, I had right? that mindset. I played with Carolina, and when I was in Denver, it, it's when you go into the huddle. It had that has nothing. I used to say it myself. It has nothing to do with me. Did that resonate with the rest of your teammates in Denver? Did that resonate with the rest of your teammates in Carolina? Yes. Yes. Because, because they see it has nothing. Dude, I I told you, we lost, we lost to Atlanta. I think like back-to-back years or games or something. I think we, I think we lost to them um, nine, six. Then I think we lost one time, six, three, and then it was like a 10-7 or something like that. And I was, yet yeah, was I ready to fight everybody on offense? Yes, yes. But defensively, guess what? I, we In the middle of those games, we're out there like, let, let's make a play. That ain't got nothing to do with us. You, you can't, I can't get upset because they're going three and punt. They keep going three and punt, three and punt. I, I, there's nothing I can do but make the other team do the same thing, try to get a turnover, try to get a short field, try to find a way to help them. That's all you can do. I can try to get the ball and score with it, but I can't sit here and say, oh man, you know what? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired and and they need to do something to let me rest. Like, no, <laughs> the, the offense, the opposing offense is only on the field when I'm on the field, period. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, look, that, that that's an easy way out. And, and uh, Easy way it, out? No, that's the truth. We get the same amount of rest. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm saying the whole that whole notion 
is is an easy is an escape an escape route. That whole notion that that everybody's tired. A famous coach once said, <clears throat> a famous coach once said, fatigue makes cowards of us all, right? And, and, yeah. and during my coaching days, that was something that I preached a lot to mm-hmm. to my guys, right? And so I I think from an outside perspective, like that's an easy like that like it's easy to say that like oh you know you, you, the defense is tired they can't go out there and make a play but but from from inside that huddle as you mentioned i i can certainly see how that can be you know a, a different a different mindset i never um, I, let me just say that if we're gonna move on it's the last thing i never not made a play in a football game in my life because i was tired at, at no point at no point the reason i didn't make a play was because i was tired period ever Ever. And I and I think if you ask most guys that 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 whole um, fatigue that, thing, then that would be an excuse. Like guys aren't going to make an excuse right? because guys don't because guys know just that it's an excuse. It's not it's not an excuse if it's a fact. It's not an excuse if, if like like I was I was just like dead tired. I couldn't do any more and all of these things. And it was, and it's based on the fact that my offense didn't give me enough. Now, the only time I've ever been dog tired on the field, you know, is when you get in the middle of one of those 12, 13, 15 play drives. Yes, you're tired because you're not – that that takes a lot out of you physically when you're on those type drives. But guess what? The offense is out there the same amount of time, and you know why I'm out there for a 15-play drive? Because I didn't make a play to get off the field. You can't get off that the has field. nothing to do with the offense. Yeah. Nothing. Because play number one, I wasn't tired. I wasn't tired first play. I may be tired play 13. Yeah. But I had a whole lot of shots in between to get off. And that's that's what I'm saying about that. So don't let's not blame that on the offense, blame it on Jimmy, not any of that stuff moving forward. Everyone's got a job to do. That, and that that I might as well say that that the offense is the reason that the, the special teams can't cover kicks. I, I mean, since we're since we're just throwing it out there. <laughs> you, 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 they, you know they putting I mean? a lot, man. They got to keep going out there. They putting yeah. a lot. They keep, they yeah. keep going You're making there. us punt too much, so now we can't cover a punt. <laughs> that, 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 these three, oh. these three and outs are killing us, man. <laughs> so that's why that's why they keep running back all the punt returns because because you know the offense can't get enough um, first down. Like, come on, man, stop it. I'm, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not into excuses on a football field. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He's Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Make sure you can continue to download, subscribe, rate, review. Hit us up. Get involved uh, in the conversation on social media as well. On Twitter, I'm at R. Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. Now, full disclosure, ED, right? Uh I watch Uh about as many Rams and Charters games as I watch Niners games, right? You know this. I know this. Um, but full disclosure for you know our, our all of our uh, all of our faithful listeners out there. So I was out there on Sunday, and it was for one. I was a little skeptical going into the game just because I knew how much this game meant to the Rams, right? And and if you turn on radio, if you turn on, if you hear even like Rams people talk about oh this game, goodness. like this was like <laughs> they're still was, talking here, about it. This was huge for them, right? Like this was this was their game, right? Like they are in mourning down here in LA. <laughs> yes. And even like so like the promo hype video, you know, that they showed prior to the game starting, right? Uh-huh. It was like, we're in the playoffs, you know, the playoffs can wait another week. 
but beating the Niners can't, right? Like they were like, and and like even you you listen to like some Rams personnel, like them talk about it, like they were literally like sick to their stomach about how many times they've been able to, to they they've lost to the 49ers. And we talked about this the, during the last meeting, right? Like DeMarco Farr, you know, questioning if the are saying the Niners don't even respect the Rams, right? And so there was all this. And so, and so because of all these things, I'm thinking like, okay, like, I mean, can they really continue this streak? Like, I, I really wasn't sure. I was a little bit skeptical. And then you see what happens in the first half, and it's like, bam, Rams come out, you know, smack them in the mouth. And that was as physical as, as I've ever seen the Rams play defensively. That was about it, as fluid uh, as they were that, that I've seen them play all year. They play with an energy that I hadn't really seen them play with all year. Like, like I I don't I'm not saying this like hyperbole like they really were playing like this was their Super Bowl right and 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 it was and when you looked at the numbers it was it was it was skewed in such a direction that it, it was undeniable almost right I mean like Rams mm-hmm. had a hundred something yards total offense to the Niners negative three right like their plays were like in the teens the Niners had ran like nine plays like it was it was like the as skewed as it can be it it was right in yeah. that first half yeah. and so like you you think about like all these things and then walking into the stadium like it was like normally Charger home games, like the other team outnumbers the Charger fans, right? That mm-hmm. never happens at a Rams game. Dude, it was no, like it does. 65, mm-hmm. 35, 70, 30. Like, and I wasn't surprised that Niner fans were there. I was surprised by the quantity of it. Like, so when Debo got up there after the game and said it felt like a home game, like he wasn't lying. Like when the Niners made a big play, it shook. Like the stadium shook. shook. As it should be. I remember the days we used to come down and play the Rams in Anaheim, and they would be doing the wave. It just be <laughs> like they did, like it was. It literally, and I was just saying all the time, it was like a home game. It, it, there would be so many Niners fans, and then by the time we got near the end, we were kicking their butt so bad that the Rams fans were gone anyway. So it would just be like a home game, and that's that's how this is right now. So you. They came out, and you're talking about like this was their Super Bowl. They want this game so badly, so badly, so badly that you don't play the game smart. And you, it, it's I was dude during the game, during during the game, literally after they kicked that field goal. I I did I put this out doing halftime and all this stuff. I was like, the Niners come out when you score right now, we got a ball game, and they went down, they scored. I, before to get defense, I said defense goes out right now and get a stop. The the Rams are going to begin to panic. They went out and got a stop. I was like, the Niners score, all hell's going to break loose. They're done. The Rams are done. Why? Because when Sean McVay ran out there on the field, what he showed, what he showed right then is that they wanted this so desperately. Of course, this game mattered to them, but it was like beating this team. It was a, a, um, Ann Killian, the reporter. Text she she contacted me doing it, and I because I put out a tweet. I said, shouldn't that be a penalty for um, a head coach being on the field? I was like, I know. I said, even when you and I said, even when you're kicking the team's ass, 
You can't the head coach can't be in the end zone celebrating. The officials told him to get back, and there's it a box, right? Like you're not supposed to go past yeah. the yes. 35 yard well, line or whatever. That's it why is. it's called the coach's box. You sure you can't go outside of those numbers unless you're running down to call a timeout and, and the guy's not looking at you or something like that. I get it. They 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 normally let that go, but he's out in the end zone, you know, celebrating. He's he's you know, he's taking the photos like like DBs do when they get a interception and stuff he's out there high-fiving see you can't do that when i saw that i was like okay this is front running and and in the comment that i got from man your lois lane that's what i call lois lane um the comment that i got was you know what he's just happy he's finally beating his big brother and that's how it was he was happy to be there he forgot that he had to finish a game it's front running it was like, you know what? I got you this time. I got you this time. Didn't realize like. Yeah, a whole nother half to play. Like, like we got a whole nother half to play. You feel good making me look bad. Do you realize that this ain't over? And that's exactly what happened. Because they didn't even, the Niners didn't even change anything. They just started executing. They just got to their game plan. They started playing bully ball. They started doing things. And then what happened? The Rams got nervous. The Rams got tight. And. What did I tell you? And I'm going to stick to it. I said it before. A whole lot of people call me crazy. You thought about calling me crazy. I told you. Yes, Matthew Stafford is a better talent than um, Jared Goff. But Jared Goff is a better quarterback in those moments. Big moments don't freak him out. Matthew Stafford has yet to be big in a big moment in a game of significance in his entire career, Hall of Fame career. He's never been big in a big moment. So why, why all of a sudden should I be afraid of Matt Stafford? I told you that back when they first traded for him, even when they were trying to do this, I was like, yes, it, as far as talent, I, we, we know he's, yes, he's more talented than Jimmy. He's more talented than Jared Goff. That's not, I'm not stupid, I can see. But I also know he's never won a game that matters. And those other guys have. So that's important. That's really important. People always like, well, he's got to get you there. Well, if you don't have that, you've got to get you there. No, no, I can get a lot of people to get me there. Jimmy just got us there. I need you to actually win it. Win it. Yeah. And people think that game mattered. It mattered. They would have had two home games in the playoffs. Two. That's huge. Two. That's huge. You don't have to go on the road until you are a so game away from Green the Super Bay. Bowl. Until you have to go to Green Bay. And that's if, that's if, if Green Bay survives. Bay. Yes. That's if Green Bay survives. Otherwise, that's at, three home playoff games. And yes. If you, and if you continue on, the Super Bowl's there too. Yes. You have an opportunity. You, you, they would have put themselves in position to not have to leave not their home locker room for, for the rest of the season. They could have stayed in their locker room. They, they rest for the next month. That game meant something. And that's why, you know, it's that, that whole front running thing. And back to the ugly football. Some teams panic in that situation. That's what the Niners have going against them. That, was make, that is what makes them a scary out for anyone who has to play them because they are accustomed to having to play and win ugly teams don't like that <laughs> give you a twist of irony here ed so ambry makes that interception niners celebrating on the field 
all of a sudden on the jumbotron. <laughs> oh, you were there. What what did they put up? <laughs> all of a sudden on the jumbotron, and then here comes the PA announcer. Congratulations to the Rams, your 2021 NFC West champions, because Arizona oh, lost. That's what that's what they get on the field. They start, you know, doing their thing and everything. And 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 I'll tell you what, the Rams didn't even celebrate like post game, like nothing. They didn't. They shouldn't have. Sean, Sean, Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, they were all just they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have because guess what? They did the same thing the Niners did. They got into the playoffs. That's it. Okay, yeah, you won the West. No one's ever gotten anything more than a belt buckle for winning their division. That, that means nothing. That means nothing. Who, who won the West five years ago? That means nothing. That, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. It, it does. It doesn't matter on those situations. So you do those things, and that's and that actually good for them. Because the last time I told you they were in trouble after they went to the Super Bowl, when I when I saw all those posters all around town, congratulations to the NFC champs. I'm like, y'all gonna start advertising that you got your ass handed to you? Yeah, yeah. Like all over the town, as opposed to Jed York saying that if anyone ever mentions <laughs> when they lost their first Super Bowl, Jed was like, if anyone mentions what's going on, they're fired. If anyone asks me about an NFC championship second place ring. You're fired. Like in that, that was that was the one discussion about it. That if anybody brings this up ever again, you're fired. Yeah. That's how you look at losing the Super Bowl, not as a celebration. Standards, but, standard. but that's the Rams. That's the Rams. That's why that's why I told you I never lose sleep Ram week. <laughs> uh it, it was uh it was quite a moment for your boy ED. It was quite a moment for your boy on Sunday. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it, it was something to see for sure, for sure. Um, so much. I mean, we didn't even get, to, we didn't get to Greenlaw being back, E man, all that. Um, but look, it's it's Cowboys week now, ED. It's Cowboys yeah. week, and we'll and, talk about all that later in the week. It's a playoff game, ED. So we we're gonna have to. Oh man, it it, it, it we we gonna have to get in get into all that. Um, before we get out of here. I uh, want to encourage and remind you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review located wherever uh, you find your podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit us up on social media. I'm at R. Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. Holding court all the time is my man ED. And then on Instagram, uh, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis underscore 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 underscore. That's four underscore. Uh, my DMs are open. Holler at your boy uh, if, if you wish. Um, so... Cowboys week. We got to get into that. The Niners and Cowboys are going to Texas. Um, could be another takeover there inside Jerry's world uh, on Sunday as well with the, with the faithful showing up. That's what that's what it appears to be. I know last time the Niners were there, I know it was just a regular season game, but the last time they were there, uh, you, you could hear it, you could see it, and that was through the TV screen. So, so we shall see. But uh, definitely a lot to get into as it relates to that one because uh, it's been quite a while since those two teams have met uh, in the postseason. So we'll get into all that. Uh, from a partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast and Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all later this week. Peace. Playoff time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.